Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Suzy K. Taylor podcast. It is Sunday. It's raining. I am driving back to my home in hopes to start watching the Heat in their um, game against the Mavericks. I love the Miami Heat, and uh, I actually got to meet Jimmy Butler recently on a commercial shoot, which, of course, I was cut out of as per most of my commercials that I get cast in. It's so funny when you receive a letter that says your performance has been permanently eliminated. But since I'm so used to it, it just starts to become a, a, a comical experience for my family. However, Jimmy Butler is adorable, super cute, super sweet, super funny. And now I'm even a bigger fan than I was before because I actually got to meet him. So that being said, I am wanting to speak a little bit about actors and the emotional trauma that um, they go through because I think another person was talking about their physical health being affected by playing a character. So now we have the mental health of the beautiful actress from Bridgerton and now the physical health from the actor who was in Elvis. I don't know their names because I'm not the type of person that remembers people's names because they're famous, but I will remember their story. And what it appears to be is that these two actors are basically voicing that there is trauma. So the the thing that I've been fascinated by for quite some time, having been an actor, trained as an actor, stopped acting, and then returning to it, the perspective coming from like more of a maternal, like healer, mother kind of role, is that there really is no attention paid to the trauma that an actor goes through. Now, it's like, so who cares? Actors choose to be actors. It's not like they they have, like, some sort of, like, you know, they're not, like, risking their lively lives, you know, like we would say for people who are going to protect the world. But artists who are being trained without the skill of rehabilitation, it's not helpful to anybody. But what can be helpful, what's really fascinating to me, is how and why the actor even gets that trauma. How does an actor get to a place that they believe so much in their body that they're someone else? How is that even possible? How does a body even take on the trauma of somebody? What What is going on? And the, the thing that I, I've come to realize is the empathy muscle that is strengthened to such a degree for actors who have to be able to go on and off of emotions so quickly, um, relate to people so intensely. They're, they're kind of, they're like these bridges, right, that go in and out of, of realities are so in, incredibly strong and, and dexterous, but also too flexible. Their flexibility is is really like hyper like someone who is like hyper flexible. They can get physical injuries as well, right? You need to be balanced. You need to be strong and flexible. You just can't be flexible or too strong. You can also get injured, right? So with actors and when it comes to empathy, we're so empathic. Like sometimes we can go through a day and it's like we're just being we're so open. If we don't if we don't protect ourselves, you're just basically going through like whatever feeling anybody else is having around you. You haven't like put any boundaries up. You haven't protected yourself and you're just walking through this world. And the reason a lot of actors do that is because they don't want to lose that flexibility, right? So sometimes they'll take drugs or they'll drink to kind of numb it for a minute. 
but they're not going to lock down like most people do. I mean, most people are born very empathetic or have the attention of someone who's incredibly empathetic, like their mother or their father, and then they become incredibly empathetic. And then as their mother and father become further away from them as they grow up, they have to become stronger and stronger. And most people do that by putting up walls. Actors can't. I mean, that's they can, but if you're going to be a good actor, you really can't. And so the thing is, back to what I was trying to say before, it's like, what's so what? So what? So what? And what I'm trying to say is it's the mental health world. If we can understand how an actor does this, how an actor is able to flippity-flop through things, that in itself is going to be such a fascinating understanding of mental health in people. Because if you can understand the steps an actor goes to, the places the actor goes to, the reasons the actor goes to places, then the mental health issue has to has to start becoming, um, has to have some sort of benefit from that. There has to be an inverted benefit from someone who is consciously putting themselves at risk, consciously putting themselves at risk for their art, not for their livelihood, not to protect a person for the want of doing it, right? It's a desired hypnosis that someone is giving themselves. If it can be more understood what those steps look like, where does hypnosis happen? At what point? Where is the where is the window of opportunity to shift a belief system that is going to be very interesting for the mental health world because i believe that that window however that's approached or attained through each person being able to know what that window is is where you can exit a mental health issue perhaps if it's a, if it's similar to a emotional or physical trauma that is being repeated a la character i i don't know how to put this in words really i and i hear myself kind of like puttering around it it's not because I don't know it's possible because I've seen people that have have had emotional um, healings through the process of unacting or getting out of character for themselves. But because I don't know the scientific words, nor do I want to, to be honest, because it's not my um, profession or my angle in life. And I'm not interested in knowing why what I do works because I kind of enjoy the magic trick myself. But I do know if someone decided to check out an acting class and think of it as a mental health class for themselves, they would find an incredible amount of benefit because they would be in a room of people who wanted to believe them being someone else. That's very, very rare. Where can you go to a room where someone wants to believe that you're not who you are? Everybody usually goes to rooms trying to prove themselves constantly towards resistance. But a room full of actors is a room of people wanting you to make believe. And in wanting you to make believe, they support another story. They support another belief system. They support another algorithm and another programming that you might not even have fully understood. You might even not even, you might just be tapping kind of into it, like in in like a lab, like, oh, that kind of worked, but let's make it better. And the people around you, What's so beautiful about around being around actors, in my opinion, artists, is they want you to tap in. And every time you do, it's a joy for them. Because we're seeing another dimension. We're seeing another version of you. We're seeing something that didn't exist five minutes ago. We are watching a, a creation in real life being built within you. And artists who are studied as actors and performance artists can witness like the actual micro 
micro movements that are creating that. And in turn, also tell you what micro movements are not helping you create that. That's just so cool. I, I really hope that someone who is listening to this thinks to go on Eventbrite and find an improv acting class. And maybe not the first one. Maybe you won't find it right away. Maybe what you're looking for is a whole bunch of goober people who could give a shit what you think about them. Because that's a group of lovers. They are so ridiculously goofy and corny and honestly non-competitive and they just want to make play and and play is imagination and imagination is creativity and creativity is an exit out of reality which if you are in any pain at the moment is not serving you so it's it's a reality that it's over it's a reality whose story is done something about your story is causing you harm and the reason it's causing you harm is because the role you're playing most likely is kind of done. It's over and you're done playing it. You're overplaying it. You're overplaying it basically. We talk about this even in marriages. Like it's not necessarily the other person. It's the role you're playing in the marriage play. And so you're like, well, but I, I, I signed up for this role. Yeah, but, but things have now we're in the second act and your character's evolving. So now how do you evolve in front of the person? How do you change in front of the person who you've been living in front of your whole life? It could be like 10 years, 15 years of your life. It's so hard. But if you had an acting class, right? And in the acting class, you started pretending to play this character every day, little by little, that you go to class, you'd get the way they walk, the way they talk. And it's not saying that it's you, that it's not you. It's saying that it's your next version of you because you yourself, your soul is here to play. It's here to experience life. And how do we experience different things? We have different perspectives. How do we change our perspectives? We change the role that's seeing the things that we're looking at, right? It's not the soul. The soul's there forever. Hi, soul. Hey, soul, I'm going to put you on this road. And the road is going to go this way. But but I'm going to start changing the, the lens a little bit, changing the tint a little bit, changing where you're looking a little bit. You're still on the road. It's still your soul. But it's just like two people driving down the street. I'm out the right window and you're out the left window, we're totally seeing different things. But if we switch and I start driving and you start being in the passenger seat, now the whole world is different. Everything is new and fresh and should be exciting, hopefully. Anyways, this is a podcast that's not even, whatever, it's 12 minutes long. I, it's just like, just a concept of thought about acting. It's a cheap therapy session. If you sign up for an eight-week acting class around your town, First of all, you'll be employing an actor, because most likely the acting coach is an actor. And as long as they seem loving and kind when you get there and they don't take themselves seriously, please don't go to a serious acting coach. You want to go to someone who's just totally trying to have fun. And that should be their main goal. If they're really just trying to get you a job or trying to think that they know the answer to, I don't know what, that, that that's a different type of acting. That's That's kind of like... I don't know how to describe it, but it's, it's different. I'm, look, say, go to an acting person who just loves acting and wants to teach acting, and the people in there just want to learn acting, and and you're doing that, okay? The person in front of me, I don't know if they have a child in the backseat or something, but they keep turning around and not going at the light. That's why I'm beeping my horn while I'm making a podcast. The hypocrite that I am. But aren't we all? All right. So thanks again. There's no music to this podcast. These are just thoughts that I have that I like to put out there because I really do believe that I have found so much beautiful self-awareness through acting. And every time people talk about acting, 
or self-awareness rather and like understanding self it's all acting like literally just look at yourself like a character and think of yourself in a play and then tell me like how would you change that like just literally what would would, would just what would you do <laughs> like if you were the director and I know people talk about this all the time but until you actually take an acting class and you actually get on stage and you actually understand how to change your direction, you can't really change your direction. Like, you don't really get it when people are like, oh, just change your role. No. You don't know how to do that until you actually physically go on stage and try to change your role. There's a nuance there that's so beautiful when you find it, and I wish it all for you. Okay, that's it. I'm home. That was my, oh, God, so short drive home. All right, have a great day, everybody. And, um, yeah, bye.